Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what had been said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is, op- that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I want to take you, when I read this passage of scripture, so we are, uh, for these few weeks, camping out in Luke chapter 2, just as a continuation of the Christmas story. Uh, They're not often uh, often sections of the story we read uh, during Advent or the Christmas season, but they certainly are a part of this sort of infancy narrative that we find in Luke's gospel. And when I read this particular moment, I, it, for good or ill, it takes me to uh, a moment in high school for me, I think. Do you you guys remember reading The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway? You're like, nope. Well, so if I didn't lose you as a Georgia fan, I've probably lost you now. But uh, it's this really short novel. In high school, I remember hating it, right? Like, uh, it it was short and brief, but just, uh, it's the story of this old fisherman, right? Uh, Experienced and aged. His name is Santiago, and he's been so long without a catch, Right, that he's become a bit of a pariah to the fishing community in which he lives. And then it's, it goes on to sort of capture this story of his fight with this incredibly large uh, marlin. But uh, it, worth, worth your time, perhaps now as an adult, I don't know. But for right or wrong, again, this is not scripture. These are the sort of uh, human imaginations of your pastor speaking here. But when I read this scene uh, with Simeon, I think, of, I think of Santiago in The Old Man in the Sea. Like, like, as Luke gives him to us here, here's this old man who's been at it for a long time. And the thing that he is waiting for doesn't, doesn't appear to be anywhere on the horizon. Right? He, he's aged and experienced, but has his, has his kind of hanging on sort of pushed him to the fringe, right? To the people that are regularly around the temple, like, oh, that's crazy old, like, Simeon, right? Like, he's a, the guy, like, you know, are his sort of hopeful ramblings just dismissed as the sort of crazy talk of some old guy in their community, right? Like, like I, I, I see threads where I wonder if there are hints of Santiago uh, in the story of, of Simeon. And yet, right, thankfully, again, those are just the imaginations of your, uh, imaginings of your pastor. I do think Luke nudges us in a different direction. I think Luke, Luke shows us Simeon uh, in his telling of the story of Jesus. Uh, he, Simeon comes forward in the story as a kind of reliable witness to what is happening in this baby. 
right? So we've been through the stories of Zechariah and Elizabeth, angels and the birth of John the Baptist and, and angels appearing to Mary and angels to shepherds, all these incredible things in sort of fringe spaces within the community and now in the temple, the house of God and the city of God. Luke shows us one named Simeon who has been faithful, who has been holding on to hope for the people of Israel uh, in Luke's account, right? Now here is a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. He, he is, in a sense, the best of, of, of expectant Israel, what the people of God were meant to look and be like in this moment, Simeon. And then, man, then Luke tells us this beautiful thing that he takes the baby in, in his arms. It feels like a throwaway line to me, right? The, 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 the canticle of Simeon, the song in this text gets all the attention. Some of the imagery that comes later, which is hard to hear, all of that gets the attention. And there's this throwaway, seemingly like introductory line, like he takes the baby in his arms. He takes him in his arms. I, I wonder, so many years at sea, I wonder in this moment, as we sang, did he hold his breath? Right? Like, as, as he sort of, was it an awkward transition? You know, you're trying to take a baby, you're like, well, you know, you're like, get the head right and all that kind of stuff. And in that moment, you can feel uh, it's, it's physical, it's tangible. And, and when he takes this baby, this, this thing for which he's been waiting, does he, does he, hold his breath, and then you, you feel it. <sighs> kind of exhale. As he takes the baby in his arms. Ah, I contrast it. Con I contrast. I contrast it with another image. You'll have to excuse me. There may be a couple of these. I have daughters who are 10, and uh, we have been living in the world of Matilda by Roald Dahl. Um, of like his Charlie and the Ch Chocolate Factory, you know, like all these sort of fun spaces. Well, Matilda, you know, this sort of kid who's in difficult circumstances and she finds herself at a boarding school, but the arch villain of this story is one named Mrs. Uh, Miss Trunchbull, right? In, in, ringing any bells, right? Trunchbull. This is a long buildup. I don't know that there'll be that much of a payoff, but here we go. Uh, but it's been, you've been turned into a musical, so we've been singing all these songs. It's been great fun. Unfortunately, one of the songs is an account of Miss Trunchbull, who, who is a figure in this story uh, who I think speaks of age and experience, maybe in the same way that Simeon does, but her approach to sort of the life around her is very different. It's control. And she is uh, exerting control over unruly children. Uh, and uh, there's a song in the musical where uh, she's giving expression to this temperament and personality. And I don't remember the line or the tune, but it comes out something like, quiet maggots. And, uh, you know, uh, leave it to your children to pick up on those lines, right? We've been hearing them all the time. And it's, I think it's playful. Sometimes I think she's like serious when she says it to me, right? Like, ha, 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 look at this joke. Don't tell me to feed the dog. Quiet, maggot, right? Like, I, I don't know, right? Like, uh, I, I hear, again, right? So this is sort of one approach. I have a, Simeon, I think, is a, is a, it's a, it's a study in contrast for me. His is one of a relinquishment of control that as he takes up this infant, it's an acknowledgement that, that he is a part of a story in which he doesn't have to grip and hold and, and take control. His is one of, of surrender and release. He's brought to us in Luke's gospel as a picture of, of expectant Israel. All these qualities of description. And then he quotes Isaiah. 
right? So he's not only sort of this example in his character, but he is steeped in the words of God, and they come out when he takes this baby up. They, they can't be contained. They bubble over as he speaks the words of Isaiah, spaces we've been living in in the season of Christmas and Advent. As I sit with his story, I, I wonder in that first moment, as he takes, as he takes that baby and, and draws him close and breathes out these words, Let, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Right? It's a beautiful moment of fulfilled expectation, anticipation that someone mentioned earlier, and fulfillment and hope. And at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's just the baby, right? <laughs> like nothing has happened yet. Uh, Simeon still hasn't seen any of the promises to which he is uh, holding on to find fulfillment. He is still just holding this promise in its infantile, incipient form, waiting, doesn't know what shape it will take, but knows that somehow in this moment of beginnings he holds his hope holds a fulfillment of God's faithfulness. In that first exhale, the light of God revealing to Simeon and to you and me that God is faithful. That God is faithful. A beautiful moment in his life, no doubt. It's, it's a prayer that the church has picked up for a long, long time. Uh, oftentimes a part of, of, of prayers, uh, disciplined times of prayer in the evening, this prayer from Simeon, a, a, a common refrain as, as Christians the world over uh, step into the nighttime of sleep, this prayer, Lord, let your servant depart in peace because we have seen your salvation. But that's, that's not all that gets revealed in this moment, right? So Simeon picks up uh, the infant, holds the infant. Also in this moment is, is, a, is a declaration. He says, your salvation for all uh, people, a light to the Gentiles. And so in this moment, as Simeon holds uh, the infant Jesus and draws him close, we see another sort of light dawning in this moment, that what is very personal and close and the story of a specific and unique people in the history of God's work in the world, even in this moment, Simeon realizes all of that is meant for, for more. It will spill over these boundary lines. It will, uh, again, a nudge that God has been making from the beginning, not always heard, but that in this moment, Simeon, as he holds the infant Jesus, sees in this moment a a move. Uh, this will be not only a light that reveals God's faithfulness for Simeon, but reveals God's plan to save all peoples, to move beyond the circles and lines that we are prone and tend to draw. Even in, in, in Simeon's expression of faith, it will be for Israel, yes, but it will, it will move beyond those borders. He holds the infant, his breath again perhaps caught, and then he turns to his parents, right? Holding a child, was he squirmy? I don't know. Was Simeon like, please don't cry, please don't cry the way I am when I have to hold a baby, right? No, 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 right? And like so the first uh, whimpering, he's yours, right? Is that what's happening here? I don't know. But Simeon turns to his parents and speaks a blessing, a, a bless. This doesn't sound like a blessing that in this one will be the rising and falling of many. Even you, Mary, your own soul will be pierced. I don't know. 
I, 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 want, I want to know what that moment felt like as a mom and a dad. Maybe I don't, or even for Simeon and his experience that he sees in Jesus, he will be a light that will reveal God's faithfulness, that will also reveal God's plan to save the world, but that also wrapped up in this light is the kind of revelation that can sometimes be uncomfortable. Things that had been hidden will be revealed, specifically in the story of Jesus, we'll see it. It'll play out on the pages of Luke's gospel and others, right? The religious establishment leaders will resist what God has announcing in the person and work of Jesus. We will see it play out. But then he turns even to Mary. It will pierce your soul also. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of emotion and feeling in this moment. Simeon holding this infant baby. I, I, I want to ask you another question. So my first question was, you know, like, what's happening here? We've considered in the text. What emotions and feelings do we find maybe running through the pages of this story? But I, I just want to flip the question uh, for a moment and ask you, like, what's happening here uh, in, in this room or as you're connecting with us in this moment? What's, what's happening here? What is your relationship to uh, what we have read what is your experience with these emotions and feelings around the person of Jesus, around the story of the gospel? I want you to just think about it for a minute. What emotions and feelings did you bring into uh, this moment in this room this morning? Like Simeon, you've shown up at the house of God. Are you expectant? Are you fearful? Uh, are you hopeful? Are you at the beginning of promises? You know them to be true, but seeing their fullest expression still seems perhaps a distant horizon. Are you sort of have been many days at sea and you're just wondering if things will ever kind of change? Where are you in relation to the emotions and the feelings of this passage? I think it's a question worth sitting with for, for you and, and me. On the one hand, I think we bump into them, uh, maybe these emotions right at the beginning, right? As you take up Jesus in your life, uh, we, we, we confront the tension that Simeon does, that somehow, right, he, in taking up Jesus, he is sort of letting go of his life, right? He is grasping onto Jesus and releasing sort of all the other things he would hold on to. If, if I could... If you'll allow me, again, uh, again, uh, I have 10-year-olds. We, we, we have all been in Matilda, but we have also been living for some time in the world of Rapunzel and uh, Eugene Fitzherbert. Anyone? Any Tangled fans? No, like Matt, know your audience. Thank you, right? Georgia, Old Man in the Sea, Matilda, Tangled. I'm 0 for 4, but uh, I, I'm going to stick with it, right? Uh, it's actually worth your uh, energy. I know my opinion is biased, but we've been watching the series, right? And it's been really fun. It's our second time through, and, you know, we had set it down for a while, and they picked it back up, so we're singing all the songs and all the things. This time I've noticed there's this recurring theme of, like, will you sort of grip your destiny? Because they sing about it explicitly all the time, right? <laughs> like, uh, or, 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 you know, what will be your approach to that? And one of the characters in particular, there's this, it's a major source of conflict and tension. Will, has spent all of her life kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. And will she just make it happen? And what happens when you do and you get the sense with Simeon, right, that when it comes to our experience of in relation to these emotions in this story, to Jesus' birth as you take him up, there is no gripping 
and white knuckling to make things happen in your life. It is a surrendering, a letting go. Right? That to take hold of Jesus is to let go of so many other things. Or maybe your experience of these emotions is, is like that space in the middle, right, where, uh, sorry, in the middle of my page, which has no relevance to you because you can't see it, but, but that space of, uh, for you, faith has been small, perhaps, and personal as it should be, but, but you hear in this moment as you bump into Jesus, you're reminded, oh, I just have been focused here, but I'm hearing again God's plan is for the world. Gentiles here, that means me. And if it meant me, it means someone else. And we're nudged here, our experience, maybe we've been comfortable, maybe we've been afraid, maybe it's easier to just kind of like hunker down and turn in, and, and we're nudged in those feelings uh, through the words of Simeon outward. Or maybe it's, man, maybe it's how you relate to the light. He says all hearts will be just hearts will be laid open, revealed. What are your emotions and feelings this morning? What experiences do you bring into this truth that in Jesus Christ we find a light, reveals God's faithfulness, reminds us God has come to save all peoples, and reveals and exposes even in us what may be uncomfortable. I, I want to I ask you two more questions, and, uh, and then uh, we'll be done. Uh, as I sit with this story, and, you know, we could describe them as tensions in the passage, right? Like Simeon takes up the baby, but in that sense is letting go. There's this feeling of, like, faith is close, and yet God is stretching boundaries. Uh, uh, two more questions, and, and the first one is this. If we sit with this image, right? Uh, again, Simeon taking, taking this baby in his arms. Uh, I, I want to ask the question, man, who is taking up whom here? Is that good grammar? I don't know. You can correct me later. Whom, whom, is, whom is being taken up by whom? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> uh, okay. Who? Who? Who is? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Who's taking up whom here? Right? Because in the story, it's Simeon who takes hold of Jesus. But Isaiah tells us the very Isaiah in which Simeon's heart and mind and life would have been steeped that this baby is a shepherd who will take his sheep up in his arms. Right? Who is taking up whom? As Simeon holds this baby and breathes a sigh of relief. See, remember in this moment how God has been taking me up all along. Who is taking up whom? That's the first question. But then I, I want to ask you a second one. I'll try not to get lost in the grammar here. <laughs> who, is, who is piercing who? Or who, who? Who is pierced in this story? As he looks at Mary says to her, right, this, this one 
will pierce your own soul also. But, but again, to lean into the words of Isaiah, which, which have uh, shaped so much of Simeon's thoughts and understanding, uh, a promise in Isaiah with explicit reference to the one who would, who, would, who would save his people, we discover that he will be pierced for our transgressions. He will be bruised for our iniquities, our shortcomings. Who takes up whom? Who is pierced for whom in the story of the gospel? I don't know what emotions you bring into this moment, into the space in which you discover that in Jesus you find a light that reveals God's faithfulness, his hope to save all peoples, but also the hidden places of our own hearts. Maybe you feel anticipation, relief, fear, shame. I don't know. But I wonder, can you hear in this gesture from Simeon, in these words, the gracious word of God to you? I have taken you up and been pierced for you. I, uh, before we close with a song and a benediction, um, the, the image that, that I, I want to go to uh, is, is like a, a, a sunrise, right? I, I was recently in uh, rural spaces and uh, a spot in which I could see both the sunrise and the sunset. And it struck me like watching it rise. Uh, you know, it's quiet, it's beautiful, but as it comes up, it's like, it's really beautiful. Like when it first, he was like, yes, we know this, right? We, we have lived in the world, um, <laughs> right? But, but there's that first moment where it just kind of peeks out over the horizon. And those first few moments, it is something I can sort of take in, right? Like it occurred to me, like this is something I, 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 can, I can watch it. I can take it in. I can stay present to it. But the longer it goes, the less I can look at it, right? It gets too bright. It's too big. And if I try to look at it and look away, all I see is spots, right? Eventually what happens is as it rises, I can no longer take it in, but it just takes me in, right? And, and then what happens is, is it's what it illuminates that starts to take shape around me as the things that are cold begin to thaw, right? That, that in those first moments, I think I, I can take it and I'm the one taking it up. But then I soon discover, no, it has taken me I want to suggest to you this morning, so it is with the good news of Jesus. Maybe at first glance, you're like, I, I'm going to take him up. I'm doing the best I can. I'm working really hard. All those kinds of things. Feels like something you can sort of take in, but perhaps the longer you sit with him and his light grows brighter, you perhaps get a little less comfortable at what he may illuminate in your life. All those kinds of things. But you discover in that moment the good news of Jesus, the gospel to you and me that we see and hear in the story of Simeon in this moment, is that while you think you're the one taking him up, in that moment you discover he has taken you up. He has laid down his life and been pierced for us. Will you stand? Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at parkcitykc.com.